At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Sports Betting Network. It is Monday, September 13th, and this is The Look Ahead here on VSIN. The Sports Betting Network. But first, a word from Indeed. Indeed helps you hire great people fast. Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined, according to Talent Nest. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. The look ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. We are reacting and overreacting to week one Sunday in the NFL while taking a look ahead to the lines for week two and Monday Night Football tonight, which will wrap up week one in the NFL with the Ravens at the Raiders. The Ravens laying four and a half with a total of 50 and a half. One of my favorite things to do after an NFL Sunday is to think about some of the extreme overreactions that we have heard from whether it's fan bases, analysts, experts, or just your friends, and some of them that I've heard to, uh, for week one Sunday, the Cardinals offense, absolutely unstoppable, right? Kyler Murray, MVP. Jameis Winston is going to make everybody forget about Drew Brees. Aaron Rodgers stinks. The Packers are in a world of trouble. Matthew Stafford is the answer that the Los Angeles Rams have been waiting for. The Bills are completely overrated. The Steelers are still dominant and the team in the AFC North to beat. The Lions, they're going winless. And uh, the Bengals are actually good. Yeah, those are some of the overreactions that uh, we have seen and heard 
from week one Sunday in the NFL. And one of the more surprising outcomes from week one Sunday was the Green Bay Packers laying an absolute egg in their game against the New Orleans Saints. The Saints, one of eight underdogs to win outright in week one of the NFL season. In fact, eight underdogs won outright, five on the road. It's the most underdogs winning outright in the opening week of an NFL season in over 35 years. ESPN's Adam Schefter tweeting that one out. Thanks for the nugget there, Adam. Jameis Winston and the Saints were home underdogs in this one. The game was not at home in New Orleans, obviously, due to the hurricane. They relocated the game to Jacksonville, where it was essentially a pro-Packers crowd, thus turning a home game for the Saints into a road game. And they answered the call. They dominated the Packers. Aaron Rodgers was bad. And for all the posturing in the po- in the offseason, for all the uncertainty about whether or not Aaron Rodgers was going to come back or whether he was going to go host Jeopardy, uh, this is not a good look for him or the Green Bay Packers. He didn't play in the preseason at all. And it looked like it during this week one performance. It looked like Aaron Rodgers spent more time in Hawaii and hanging out with his new celebrity friends and taking Instagram photos than preparing for an NFL season. It looked like Aaron Rodgers was just resting on his laurels, just kind of taking it in. Hey, I'm the MVP. I'm Aaron Rodgers, right? What is an MVP quarterback? That's me. That was a Jeopardy joke, by the way. But Aaron Rodgers in week one looked anything for, you know, far from being the MVP. His timing was off. His reads his, went through his progressions poorly, throwing the ball behind receivers. And it just, you know, reading the, not reading the pressure, stepping up in the pocket. Usually he's so good in the pocket, he wasn't good in the pocket here against the Saints team. And give the, I'm not going to take anything away from the Saints. The Saints really played a great game, and they deserve that win. And Jameis Winston looked great, and uh, the Saints really not missing a beat even without Drew Brees. But I think it's more about the Packers losing in the way in which they lost as opposed to really pumping up the Saints and how good they played in this game. Yes, the offensive line played great. The defensive line played great. I mentioned Jameis and everybody else. But really, the Packers were a huge, huge disappointment. And Aaron Rodgers was a huge disappointment. So now let's take a look ahead and see what the Packers and the Saints are looking at for their Week 2 games. Well, the Packers, they're at home on Monday night against a Detroit Lions team that you could say might finish with the worst record in the NFL. I think it might be them or the Texans. Maybe the Jaguars are throwing themselves in the equation after the way that they looked here in week one against the Texans. Texans pulling out a win, so uh, they have the leg up as to not have the worst record. And the Lions, to their credit, fought back against the 49ers in a game that was over. They were 
down 41-17 and backdoored the cover of the closing line, which was nine, and they covered. So now they're on the road at Lambeau against the Packers, 10.5-point dogs. You can look at this game a couple of different ways. You can say, well, hey, the Packers got to bounce back. They have to be better than what they were in that game against the Saints. I mean, they were bad. And you would think a team like that with high aspirations expected to win in week one and to lay an egg like that with all the scrutiny, with all the questions now for Aaron Rodgers, that he would want to silence the critics and go out there and have an Aaron Rodgers-type performance where he throws four touchdowns, no picks, and the Packers steamroll the Lions. Lambeau with full fans in attendance for the first time in over a year. You know that they're going to be passionate about their team in this game. So 10.5 does seem like a fair number. But then you actually have to take a look now inside the, rea- the, the, the week one performances and whether or not you're going to overreact. Are you going to overreact to Aaron Rodgers playing bad? Uh, are you going to overreact to the Packers not executing at all? And are you going to overreact to the Lions showing some heart, showing some fight, Jared Goff playing well? And scoring on a very good 49ers team, albeit late in the game when the 49ers kind of knew it was at hand. But they didn't quit. And to me, that deserves a ton of credit. So are you going to overreact to them not quitting and backdooring the cover? And maybe that happens again here against the Packers. That's the one thing you're worried about with a 10.5 point spread, right? Is that the Packers are up 14 or up 17 late in the game. And you get yourself a backdoor situation. Lions score. They lose the game by 10. They lose the game by 9. We have a long way to go until Monday Night Football next week. And I would expect there to be some line movement here with the Packers laying 10.5 at home against the Lions. As for those Saints, how about them Saints, right? Who that? (laughs) They looked really good. They looked really good. Now, they go on the road, and they pretty much just played on the road. Like I said, the game was in Jacksonville, mostly Packers fans. It was basically a road game. Now they go to Carolina to play the Panthers, who are coming off a win against the New York Jets. The Saints are laying three on the road. And I would expect that spread to move. Because I think that's the type of game that is going to draw the overreaction crowd in the Saints' favor. People are going to judge the Saints based off of what they just did to the Green Bay Packers, and they'll look at that line against the Carolina Panthers and wonder, why is it so low? Should the Saints be higher favorites against the Carolina Panthers? This is one of those situations where I'll play my flip the spread game. And what that means is I take a road favorite and I flip the game to put them as the home team. And what would the spread be? 
Well, if you give a team three points for being at home, that would mean that on a neutral field, the Carolina Panthers would go from a three-point dog to a six-point dog. And if the game were played in New Orleans, they'd go from a six-point dog to a nine-point dog. And is that a, a real line? Are we sitting here believing that Saints at home against the Panthers would be a nine-point favorite? That doesn't make sense to me. So maybe laying the three on the road or three and a half, which I think it's going to be because right now at DraftKings, it's minus 115. If that line shoots north of a field goal, I think the Panthers are the play. Because I don't think the Saints, I think that line is an overreaction to how good that they looked and in the in the manner in which they beat up on Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers in week one Sunday of the NFL season. Plenty more reaction and overreaction to week one Sunday in the NFL coming up. The best game that we saw the most disappointing, which was the Packers, performance that we saw, uh, the most surprising performance that we saw, and how it all correlates to the early lines for Week 2, which opened up here after the Week 1 Sunday slate. We're taking a look at all of those coming up next. I'm Scott Seidenberg. This is The Look Ahead right here on VSIN, the sports betting network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs, 
Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. <laughs> hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that saying? with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. Though. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the look ahead on VSN, the sports betting network. VSN is now available 24 7 on the YouTube TV Sports Plus package. Sign up today at tv.youtube.com to start your free trial. And remember, you can also watch us 24 7 on Fubo TV, Sling, and Xfinity X1. Visit vcin.com to find all the ways to watch and listen to vcin. I'm Scott Sadenberg back here on The Look Ahead on vcin, the sports betting network. You can follow along on Twitter at Scott's On Air or at vcin live. Plenty of games to react and overreact to for week one Sunday in the NFL. And the best game that I saw on Sunday was the Browns and the Chiefs in a game that I had the Browns covering. They did cover the spread. I did sprinkle a little bit on money line because I thought they had a chance to pull an upset. And for the large part of the game, I thought that I was going to win some plus money. Not the case, though, as the Kansas City Chiefs come from behind and defeat the Browns 33-29. And they did what the Chiefs do, right? You can only hope to contain them. You can't really hold them down for long. They're just too dynamic on offense. And the Browns had a chance late in the game, had the ball back. But Baker Mayfield probably should have taken the sack. He was trying to throw the football away, but he was in the process of being dragged down. And so his attempt to throw the ball away wound up being intercepted. So the Chiefs held on for the 33-29 come-from-behind win over the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland went into the locker room up 22-10 to and uh, was outscored 23-7 to in that second half. Looking ahead to week two in the matchups, the Cleveland Browns, they're laying a big number. They're laying a massive number, 11.5 against the Houston Texans. And that could be a bit of an overreaction to how good Cleveland looked against the Kansas City Chiefs. Certainly, they're not going 0-2. They should beat the Houston Texans. And I don't think that we can take away much from the Texans' performance against the Jaguars because the Jags really played poorly. Trevor Lawrence did not look good. The Jags as a team did not look good. Uh, The Texans, even though it was against the Jaguars, they did not look like a team that has been dealing with all the dysfunction 
of the Deshaun Watson situation, uh, the talent disparity on their roster compared to other teams, and the idea that this was going to be the team with the worst record in the NFL. They did not look like that team. They looked like a competitive football team, but maybe that was just because of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Is 11.5 too much? I think it's a really high number, especially in the NFL. You don't really see lines that high in the NFL. And uh, if there's a team that can cover it, yeah, it could be the Browns against the Texans. I would think it would be a little more competitively played. I do think the Texans, I uh, do think the Browns win, excuse me, and it's probably by over a touchdown. 11 and a half, though, you leave yourself open to a backdoor situation with a number that high. Uh, it could be a spot where the Browns are up 17 points and Texans score a late touchdown. Browns win the game by 10. I've seen it happen. We just saw it happen with the 49ers. Up 41 to 17. You thought the game was over. You thought they covered the nine-point line. And here come the Lions fighting back and covering the spread. Backdoor situation. So that's something that's you have to be careful about when you're looking at this game and seeing how this line is going to move throughout the week uh, for the Browns and the Texans. Um, Kansas City, like I said, they looked really, really good and uh, in come-from-behind fashion in the second half. You can't really hold them down for too long. You can hold them down for a half, and then they just come out there in the second half, and they do what you expect them to do. Well, they're going to go on the road, and they're going to face the Baltimore Ravens. The line is out now, even though the Ravens haven't played yet. They will play tonight on Monday Night Football. But the Ravens, excuse me, the Chiefs are two-and-a-half-point favorites on the road against Baltimore. This line will move. And could move more depending on what happens tonight, Monday Night Football, between the Ravens and the Raiders. Right now, the Chiefs are two-and-a-half-point favorites at minus 120. Uh, I would expect that to move. Um, And then, depending on what happens on Monday night, but the Ravens at home, certainly live dogs, no matter who they're playing against. That's going to be the best game of the week. Sunday Night Football next week, the Chiefs and the Ravens. Uh, Speaking of the Ravens, Monday night football is tonight between the Ravens and the Raiders. Uh, We'll break that game down coming up in a few minutes. Uh, The Raiders have a line out on their game already for next week, and it's against the Steelers in Pittsburgh. And they are six-point road dogs to the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Steelers, a team that had the most surprising win, I think I can say. Well, no, maybe that would go to the Saints against the Packers. But the Steelers were six-and-a-half-point dogs against the Buffalo Bills uh, up in Orchard Park. And the Bills were up 10 nothing at the half. And the Steelers had absolutely nothing going for them offensively. Like, absolutely nothing. Seven rushing yards in the first half. And in the second half... Pittsburgh's defense just kept them in the game. And then they made a big special teams play with the blocked punt returned for a touchdown. And the Bills got punched in the mouth and did not know how to respond. What worried me about this game was the way that the Steelers' defensive line was able to be in the backfield all game long. They 
put so much pressure on Josh Allen, they were able to get into the backfield and really disrupt the passing game and not allow Josh Allen time to have those deep down the field shots to Stephon Diggs that we all loved watching last year. And going on the road with a full crowd there in Buffalo, I was very surprised to see the Steelers come away with a win in this game. Not surprised to see them cover, but I really did not expect them to win the game outright. And that's a very impressive win for Mike Tomlin and this Steelers team. The Steelers also dealing with a a revamped offensive line, you know, trying to rotate new players in there, find some sort of continuity, which was their strength in years past. But uh, this year, there were a lot of question marks about him. This is a big win for them. A really big win. And now they are laying six points at home to the Las Vegas Raiders. Is it a bit of an overreaction? I think so. We'll see what the Raiders do on Monday Night Football. But if you believe in the Raiders now... You might want to take this line because there could be some Raiders backers if they have a good performance on Monday Night Football against the Baltimore Ravens. Six, I I think before that game, you would say maybe this game would be closer to a field goal spread. But now, you know, six points, I think, is an overreaction to how good the Steelers looked in their week one performance, which it was very Very impressive. Let me say it again. Very impressive for the Pittsburgh Steelers. But again, the Steelers now laying six to the Las Vegas Raiders. That line on DraftKings. Monday Night Football, the Raiders and the Ravens tonight from Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. Um, Four and a half points is the spread. Fifty and a half is the total. I like a couple of prop bets that we'll get into coming up in a few minutes. And... I think there's an angle that we can look at for the under. I've been thinking about this. And there might be an angle, and it's a look-ahead angle, coincidentally, right? Because of the show. But the Ravens playing against the Chiefs on Sunday night football. It's a short week for them because they're playing here on Monday night. And then they have to play on Sunday. But it's Sunday night. I get it. Does that look-ahead factor come into play here tonight on Monday Night Football? That's the question we're going to have to ask ourselves when it comes to looking at them with the spread and looking at them with the total. Don't think so much with the spread. Maybe with the total, though, it could come into play. More on that in just a couple of minutes, but I'll throw out a little nugget here that you'll enjoy And it has to do with the Ravens and their head coach, John Harbaugh. Ever since he took over in week one, the Baltimore Ravens under Harbaugh are 10 and 3 against the spread. 10 and 3 covering the spread for John Harbaugh and the Baltimore Ravens. So for all the success they have in the preseason, they carry it over to week one of the regular season. 
I'm Scott Seidenberg. It's The Look Ahead right here on VSIN, the sports betting network. More on Monday Night Football coming up next. Here and starting right now, VSIN has added a new talent and shows to help you make the most of your fall betting action. The VSIN lineup expands to 21 hours of live programming every weekday as well as additional shows on the weekend. We want to give you the latest odds to stay on top of the in game betting opportunities for every key game across the country. VSIN has added new personalities to our existing world-class team, including former professional athletes, sports media veterans, and of course, strategic sports bettors. Visit vsin.com to see our new lineup and meet our talent and make this your best football betting season ever. Speaking of our amazing talent here on VSIN, coming up this morning on Follow the Money, Michael Lombardi will join the show at 8.05 Eastern Time. And then at 9.05 Eastern Time, Kenny White joins the show. That's coming up this morning on Follow the Money. I'm Scott Seidenberg. It's the look ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Looking ahead to Monday Night Football tonight between the Raiders here in Las Vegas against the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens laying four and a half points with a total of 50 and a half. And before we get into a side and the total for this game, I'm going to throw out a prop bet. And I know it's kind of chalky. It's a favorite, actually. Lamar Jackson, anytime touchdown score, minus 115. In my opinion, should be higher than minus 115. I thought it was going to be minus 150. And it could be by the time we get to kickoff. There's so many injuries in the Ravens' backfield. I don't know who's going to get the bulk of the carries in this game. I don't know if it's going to be Tyson Williams. I don't know if it's going to be Latavius Murray. Just flip a coin. I I just don't know. And for the Raiders... You know, they're dealing with their own injuries as well. You know, the Raiders not going to have likely Josh Jacobs downgraded to questionable. Something to watch for as we get closer to kickoff on Monday night. But Josh Jacobs downgraded to questionable. So we'll see what the Raiders do with their backfield. We don't know what the Ravens are going to do with their backfield. But back to Lamar Jackson. Last year... The Raiders gave up the second most rushing touchdowns in the NFL. And we know how dynamic of a runner Lamar Jackson is. And I think that there could be an opportunity for him to score on a play breaking down and him taking off on a long run. Uh, A play in which there's great coverage down the field and he takes off running. But where I think he really has the the advantage here to score on a running play is in goal-to-go situations. When the Ravens are down in the red zone, with the injuries to their backfield, I'm not so sure there's a running back there they trust 
to carry the ball in a key spot. So I'm expecting there to be designed runs for Lamar Jackson in the red zone, and that's where I think he'll score a touchdown. So at minus 115, I'm going to go ahead and play Lamar Jackson anytime touchdown, minus 115 on DraftKings. And I even think that at plus 550 is worth a sprinkle that he has two touchdowns. Only happened once last season where he had two rushing touchdowns in a game. But if there was ever a spot here, it could be against a team in the Raiders that gives up a ton of rushing touchdowns and a situation in which their backfield is just banged up and they don't have many guys that they trust back there. I mean, they're signing guys off the scrap heap to uh, come in and join their team. Really not familiar with the playbook, etc., So I think Lamar Jackson absolutely has a chance to run in a touchdown and maybe even two here against the Raiders. So the plus money sprinkle on the two touchdowns, don't feel as confident about that, but hey, why not? It's plus 550. But my my favorite bet is uh, him to score a touchdown at minus 115, and I do expect that line to move as we get closer to kickoff. As far as the spread is concerned, uh, we talked about how good the Ravens have been in preseasons. And the question is, do they take that preseason success and parlay it into week one success in the regular season? And under John Harbaugh, they have 10 and three against the spread in week one. He's the most profitable coach in week one against the spread since 2003. So they have taken that success in the preseason into week one of the regular season. Laying four and a half against the Raiders, uh, I I would lean towards the Ravens, but maybe the better play is on the under because this could be a situation where the Ravens are looking ahead to the Kansas City Chiefs next week. And it could be a spot where they play some backups in the fourth quarter. At least they would hope to. If the game is at hand in the fourth quarter, you're not going to see them keep their foot on the pedal and try and score more points. I think they're going to want to get out of Dodge. It's a short week going up against the uh, against the Chiefs on Sunday Night Football next week. And this team is decimated by injuries. And the last thing they need is more injuries, especially to key players. So they don't want that to happen here on Monday night. I think they're going to play conservatively in the fourth quarter once they have a lead and get out of Dodge healthy and get ready and start preparing for the Kansas City Chiefs. So the look-ahead spot could come into play, I think, when it comes to the total. So... If you're looking at 50 and a half, uh, I think this one could go under the posted total. And um, we could see the Ravens cover the line, win by double digits, but it's going to be under 50 points, maybe a 30 to 17 type performance. 31 17 uh, Ravens beating the Raiders here in Las Vegas, uh, Monday Night Football. Week to close out week one of the NFL season. I'm Scott Seidenberg here on The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. You can hit me up on Twitter at Scott's On Air or 
Hit us all up at VSIN Live. Uh, taking a look at some other prop bets that you can look for on Monday Night Football. Derek Carr over on uh, 258.5 passing yards. Lamar Jackson, 209.5. That's really low for Lamar Jackson. And considering, as we talked about with Lamar Jackson's uh, scoring prop, uh, right, with him rushing, honestly, with the lack of weapons in the backfield for the Baltimore Ravens, he could be passing the ball more. So 209 passing yards seems really low for Lamar Jackson. I got an interesting uh, line here on DraftKings. Pass plus rushing yards. 266.5 for Derek Carr, which means that he would only have to rush for, what, six, uh, eight yards? (laughs) And for Lamar Jackson, 286.5, meaning Lamar would have to rush for about 80 yards uh, to go for that over. And it could be possible. I think that's an interesting, you know, prop bet there. Um, as far as other player props, rushing yards, Lamar Jackson, 71 and a half. Um, Josh Jacobs, and we don't know if he's going to play because he's been downgraded to questionable, is 49 and a half. Uh, as far as the receiving totals, Darren Waller, 67 and a half is the total. And I'd go over that total on Darren Waller. Henry Ruggs, his total, 34.5. That's low as well, especially when you consider what a deep threat that he is for Derek Carr. I mean, 34.5, you can get that on one reception, right? Mark Andrews, 57.5 for the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, I like the over on there. Mark Andrews is a dynamic tight end. He, he really is. He is... Um, Probably the third best tight end. He's now the third highest paid tight end in the NFL, but he right might be the third, you know, best tight end there in the NFL. Uh, he's just that good. Uh, he's not Travis Kelsey, but he's he's pretty good. Uh, Mark Andrews fifty seven and a half seems like a low number for him. And Mark Andrews over under four and a half receptions. I could see him getting six. I can see that being a good number, six or seven. So maybe over four and a half for Mark Andrews, who really has kind of emerged as the number one go-to guy for Lamar Jackson in that passing offense. So those are some player props that we're looking at here for tonight. Monday Night Football, the Ravens laying four and a half at the Las Vegas Raiders. We'll continue to react and overreact to week one Sunday in the NFL. Coming up next, I'm Scott Seidenberg here on The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? 
Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo play. This is the look ahead on VSN, the sports betting network. This football season, your best sports betting season ever. Start your VSIN free trial today to get full access to our sports betting experts, including 24 7 video streaming, daily best bet emails, betting splits with the money and ticket percentages on every game, plus full access to VSIN.com data and analysis. You get everything VSIN has to offer for only $22 per month. Sign up now at VSIN.com slash subscribe. I'm Scott Seidenberg, back here on The Look Ahead. It is Monday, September 13th, as we're looking ahead to Monday Night Football between the Ravens and the Raiders, which will close out week one in the NFL. And there's been plenty of reaction and overreaction to week one NFL Sunday and week one in general, especially when you look at the underdogs. Underdogs went 10-4 and four against the spread on the first Sunday of the NFL season, 11-4, and four, if you include the Thursday night game. Eight underdogs won outright, including five on the road. Most in a week one of the NFL season in like over 35 years. So let's take a look ahead to week two and the underdogs that we have on the early lines. And which of these underdogs have the best chance to win a game outright, like the eight dogs that won on week one Sunday. Your underdogs in week two of the NFL season, the New York Giants at the Washington football team, the Carolina Panthers at home against the New Orleans Saints, the Cincinnati Bengals on the road in Chicago, the Texans at the Browns, the Colts at home against the Rams, the Jaguars at home against the Broncos, Dolphins at home against the Bills, Jets at home against the Patriots. Eagles at home against the 49ers. Raiders on the road in Pittsburgh. 
Vikings on the road in Arizona. The Falcons on the road in Tampa. Cowboys on the road in L.A. against the Chargers. Titans at Seattle. The Ravens at home against the Chiefs. And the Lions on the road against Green Bay next Monday night. A lot of home dogs in there, huh? Of those underdogs, probably the best chance to win could be the lowest underdogs of the week. And that would be currently the Baltimore Ravens, who are plus two and a half at home against the Kansas City Chiefs. The Dallas Cowboys are plus two and a half on the road at the Chargers. I think they have a good chance to win as well. Uh, Call me crazy, but the Vikings on the road against the Cardinals? I think a little bit of an overreaction to how good this Arizona Cardinals offense looked against the Titans and then the Vikings losing to the Cincinnati Bengals in overtime. As far as the home dogs are concerned, uh, the Dolphins over the Bills would would surprise me. It really would. Uh, I can see it happening, but it would be a surprise. And the only reason why it would be a surprise is because the Bills starting the season at 0-2 would be the surprise. This is a team that has Super Bowl aspirations this year after the long playoff run last year, going to the first title game since their Super Bowl runs in the 90s. So for them to go 0-2 would absolutely be an unforeseen start to the season. But on the road in Miami, division game could be an upset brewing there. Dolphins could win that game. And then we'd all be shocked by the 0-2 start. For the Buffalo Bills. The highest spreads of the week. It's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. 12 and a half point favorites. At home against the Falcons. The Cleveland Browns are 11 and a half point favorites. Against the Houston Texans. And the Packers. 10 and a half point favorites. Against the Detroit Lions. That game on Monday Night Football next week. Packers were. The most. Disappointing team. I think. Here in week one really because Aaron Rodgers played just awful football. Two bad interceptions. They just never seemed into the game. And it's weird. They were the team that had every advantage, right? It was the Saints who were at a disadvantage because of the relocation and now taking a home game and essentially making it a road game. It's a neutral site, but there were so many Packers fans there. Just a bad spot for the Saints to be in, but they seemed like the more focused team. They seemed like the better team, and they went out there and they whooped Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Now the Packers are expected to blow out the Lions at home. Detroit, well, they were the backdoor kids, right? Catching nine at kickoff time against the 49ers, down 41-17, rally back in the fourth quarter, backdoor that game, losing 41-33. Covering that spread? We could have another similar situation there next Monday night. And then, don't know what to think about, I said, the Ravens, because I got to see how they come out of this Monday night game against the Raiders. If you like the Chiefs, maybe right now is the place to do it, and it is minus 120 on DraftKings. But with all the uncertainty with the Ravens' backfield, I think tonight's game will answer some questions for us, but it could be an ever-evolving situation. Just because one player gets the bulk of the carries here on Monday night, that doesn't necessarily mean that's going to be the player 
that's going to be the go-to running back moving forward in week two and then so on and so forth for the Baltimore Ravens. I think Harbaugh is just going to have to figure this one out on the fly. So I'm very curious to see what happens with them here on Monday night against the Raiders, uh, a team that last season allowed the second most rushing touchdowns in the NFL. So whoever is going to line up in the backfield for the Baltimore Ravens, uh, they're certainly going to be licking their chops trying to find the end zone. Uh, Teams that need to bounce back after bad performances. I mentioned the Packers. How about the Titans? You know, they, they looked really bad against the Arizona Cardinals. Now they have to have to go on the road to face the Seahawks. They're getting six points in Seattle. The, the Seahawks looked really good against the Colts. Uh, what impressed me the most was the way that their defensive front was able to get after Carson Wentz. And, and, and Tyler Lockett was just running past the Colts secondary all game long. DK Metcalf didn't do much, but didn't have to do much. Uh, and I think that, you know, for the Colts, the way that their offensive line was unable to stop the Seattle Seahawks, it's got to be concerning for them now going up against Aaron Donald and the Rams. That's going to be an ugly game for Carson Wentz, who spent a lot of time on the ground against the Seahawks. What do you think he's going to do when Aaron Donald is chasing them down? Colts in a bounce-back spot. Not sure they're going to get it in Week 2 against the Rams. And how much can we take away from the Texans' performance against the Jaguars. Texans were expected to have the worst record in the NFL, picked up a win here against the Jaguars, and they didn't look like the worst team in the NFL. Not at all. That might be an overreaction to week one. Sure, could be. And it could just be the fact that they played the Jaguars and Jacksonville still figuring themselves out, but... Texans didn't look that bad. Not at all. And speaking of not looking bad, the Cincinnati Bengals. Are they good? You know, they're a team, it's interesting. I said this in the offseason. I said the Bengals were going to be a tough out. And what I meant by that was they're going to give teams fits. They're going to be a team that doesn't go away. They're going to be a team that covers as underdogs. I didn't expect them to win outright against the Minnesota Vikings. Certainly not. Uh, And I don't expect them to have many wins this year. But I did think they were going to be a tough out. And now you look at the week two line. They're three-point dogs in Chicago against the Bears. And if it's Andy Dalton once again under center, why can't the Bengals pull off another upset? Joe Burrow looked really good. And healthy, like the knee looked good. Good relationship with Jamar Chase, his former college teammate. Bengals played really well in this game against the Vikings. Next week against the Bears, they could be live dogs. And for Chicago, I I understand why you didn't want to throw Justin Fields to the Wolves here against the Rams, but you got to play this kid. He scored a touchdown for you running the football. He brings you that element, and, and, and you can open up your playbook, do some read option things. I, I don't know what you're holding back for. Everyone knows it's going to be Justin Fields eventually, so put him in now. And then you look at that Bears line. If it's Justin Fields, I actually think the spread should be higher against the Bengals. Could be north of a field goal. That's what I think should, should happen. 
A reminder coming up this morning on Follow the Money. It is going to be Mike Lombardi joining the crew at 8.05 Eastern Time. Kenny White at 9.05 Eastern Time. That's coming up this morning on Follow the Money. I'm Scott Seidenberg. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. You can follow me on Twitter at Scott's on there or follow us all at VSIN Live. This is The Look Ahead. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.